Hey everyone, this is James and Patrick. Uh, we're recording this short message for you guys on Sunday, June 7th for the episode that you guys will be hearing on Tuesday, June 9th. Um, we want to let you guys know that we held off on posting our return episode last Tuesday in light of Blackout Tuesday on social media and the Black Lives Matter movement as a whole. So that's why you're hearing, or rather everything you'll be hearing um, after this intro will be positioned as if we aired it last Tuesday. Um, and in the context of football and coronavirus, it feels like all we want to do right now is, is get back to normal. That's why, admittedly, I think what you'll hear between Patrick and myself against our better judgment of the ongoing implications of the pandemic and what it has on sport, um, we're still so excited to welcome the Premier League back next Wednesday. Uh, that said, in the context of racial injustice in America, the last thing we want to do is just move on or, quote unquote, get back to normal. So... That being said, please don't think of our podcast return as a sign that we're happy uh, in going back to the way things were and taking up precious air with our stupid jokes and half-baked analysis and thoughts. Um, I think all we can hope is that you think of it as one hour of levity in a day where we all continue to do the do the work that we need to do and move forward together. So please uh, listen, learn, protest, donate, activate, and look out for each other because Black Lives Matter. And... Without further ado, the return of Prem de la Prem. I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon. And Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a BT. What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Prem de la Prem. And welcome back to the Premier League as we know it, folks. Today is, let me check the date because days don't matter. Nothing matters. But today is June 2nd, Tuesday, June 2nd, and it turns out that above all else, money talks, and so do these two idiots. The Tweedledum to my Tweedledee, back in the saddle, in the booth, virtually, social distancing, Mr. Patrick Crowley. How are yeah, you doing? That's me. I thought you were going to give me more of an intro than just my name. Hopefully the people still remember me. Uh, but yeah, what, what did you want? Like, credentials? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted you to, to really hype me up, build me up. <laughs> this is a man introduce... whose takes yeah. need no introducing. They call Brilliant. him... The gun from the VA. No one's called me that. No, but I'm <laughs> that, I'm back yet. and I'm ready to to sling some takes. I got some notes down, James. And you're not gonna like them, but I'm I'm ready to go. Oh, so you took some notes? We're already I'm prepared. We're already making progress. Uh, Patrick, I gotta we, ask. We said New Year, New Us, but m- maybe we just punted that a little bit. But I'm I'm excited. I think a prepared Prem de la Prem podcast might be the best thing to happen in 2020. It's not a high bar, James, but yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's a it's a change for the better. Well, call me Simone Biles. She's the one who leaps over the bars, right? Yeah, she does everything. Simone Biles is a is an absolute treat to watch. Patrick, I gotta ask you, how do you feel about the Premier League coming back? Because I'm excited, but it's a tempered excitement because it feels kind of strange. We're getting a lot of conversation from the from the players themselves saying it's feeling rushed and it's for the money which is hard to argue so i'm curious where you stand emotionally here 
Well, it's 100% for the money when, like, the Women's Premier League didn't come back and they just announced the Champions Championship is probably coming back today and League One and League Two, I think, are shuttered. So it's... I was going to say, it's telling that there's no plans. It's for the for, money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it's but, it's for the money, and I get that, you know, it's an absolutely massive industry. Um, I mean, dude, this, this, this whole year, and, and just not even coronavirus, obviously, with everything that's you know, going on in, in the States, it's like, I can't make sense of anything right now and like what's right and what, and so, I mean, to play soccer, it seems kind of trivial, but uh-huh. I'm excited for the distraction. That's, I think, the best I can do. Um, mm-hmm. I think you, yeah. But I, it, like it a... hasn't really hit me yet. Like, I, I haven't had like an emotion about the Premier League returning yet. Maybe that'll ah. come when the games get played. You know, I haven't oh, had yeah. a moment, you know? It's funny. I, I Maybe had just because other leagues were coming back beforehand. I think coronavirus in general forces us as humans to do some compartmentalizing mental gymnastics of like what you can get excited about and other things that you can't get excited about and what you should feel and shouldn't do. Um, I definitely had my moment of, of excitement when I saw that BBC headline, Premier League coming back. And then you start to tailor it to like, oh, well, this is just like the corporate machine making players play games against their will if they're not entirely comfortable. But at the end of the day... I'm happy to have my footy back and we'll get into what it's going to exactly look like. But, um, I think I can say that I'm Jack. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be tuning in. No doubt. You know, I'm excited to have it back. It's just, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's tough to get excited for me these days, I guess is the, is the point I'm trying to make, but I'm excited for this podcast. I'll tell you that. Well, we're back and the prime is going to be back June 17th. That's going to be the first game that's slated. It's going to be uh, the, the teams that had games in hand. So uh, the ones who played that hmm. Carabao Cup final, Villa versus Sheffield. And then coming right at you, uh, Man City Arsenal makes you grow up real fast at the Etihad. Um, or maybe perhaps a neutral venue. Well, yeah, the, uh, the empty head might, might really earn its name this time around. But I'm... Who's, yeah, who's getting the home game? Yeah, look if if you if if there's a a a, time, a way to play City away, you know, I'll take you know going after after the Chonk Boy and all these other guys coming out not on fitness, can't really train. It's a great equalizer. So you know, come on, you Gunners. Do you think this is a good time to play City? Like fresh, clean slate for everyone, think, or would you have rather played them? I don't think that. Oh, I would I would uh, rather play them now than when we were about to play them. I think mm. like right after losing to Olympiacos in midweek, the next week, you know, it was just a shit show. Um, I think we'd have but, a better chance this this go around. Yeah. And without, you know, quote unquote, like the fans and stuff there, I think that's an equalizer as well. <laughs> Sly quote unquote. And uh, people shouldn't forget <laughs> that <laughs> people should not forget that Arsenal is undefeated in 2020. In the Premier in the, League. In the, in the Premier League. Sorry, I didn't want to bring up uh, Olympiacos and uh, Ian Wright. With the round of 32 at home? That game? Yeah, I mean, they no. say the round of 32 is like the next closest thing to the semifinal. It's it's where slip-ups happen. It's Dos Acero. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it's gonna, it might be, become the new um, Champions League round of 16 for Arsenal. Would right. be really scary if that was yeah, the case. Yeah, you just nestled into a new home there in the Europa League. Well... I mean, Fantastic. I'm curious to see how they get out there and line up leading the way with the first game. Um, and then 
Other games will filter in. I believe that's a Wednesday. Games will start filtering in that weekend after June 17th. And uh, they're saying they want to finish the season by the end of July, leaving August for the big marquee games, the FA Cup final, and the remaining uh, what I would assume is Champions League, Europa League, semifinals, and finals. Uh, so that totals up. Get your uh, get your uh, math book out there, Patrick. It's uh, 92 mm-hmm. matches in a little over six weeks. Crunch some numbers. That real is quick. a lot, lot of matches. It's great Calculator for the viewer. Says a lot. We're gonna have a lot of football to watch. It's great for my far love IKEA couch. Yeah, that's the real winner. Couches everywhere. What does that mean? You're gonna get a lot of booties in them, in the couches. Mm. Watching the games. Understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was pumped to watch the Bundesliga. I was pumped to watch UFC. I was pumped. I bet on a um, live bet on a FIFA simulation. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm jacked for for games to come back. Yeah, we tried all we tried all different things to fill the void that the Premier League left behind, and we'll get to the FIFA sim. But um, yeah, they're saying matches are going to be behind closed doors. Still TBD what's going to be at home or neutral venue. They're saying they're going to go with a hybrid model, which I think means we haven't figured it out yet. Um, so They have I a guess, meeting this week, right? They have a meeting this week. They have a meeting on June 4th um, okay. to look at what these scenarios are and the timing of the transfer window, which I think is going to be really interesting because it's like, when does the new season start? And are they giving all executives two weeks to go out and secure all their targets? Because I think they need to bring some this, Xanax over to the, to the executive offices if that's the, if that's the case. It is. Dude, there, there's so many unanswered questions. So many unanswered questions about how this is all going to play out, and um, it's going to be a, a shit show. Like, mm-hmm. like they had one thing to get right this year, and it's VAR, and look what they did. So, how do you think this thing's going to go? I think VAR can firmly come off the hot seat that it was sitting on as like what ruined the 2020 season, and it turns out that got blown out the water. <laughs> it's not going to yeah, be remembered like, as the <laughs> VAR season. <laughs> Only a global pandemic uh, could have saved VAR, I think. Mm, I'm, I'm, yeah. Anything short of that, nothing, it's, v, it's yeah, the VAR nothing season. Nothing short of that. And somewhere out there in the English countryside, Kevin Friends sipping his tea and breathing a sigh of relief. Yep, eating eating some uh, eating some crisps. Yeah. Seems like a crisp guy to me. Yeah, he's definitely not a chip guy, which I guess would go with some fish. But uh, we digress. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, so hybrid model really just insinuates they have no idea what the fuck they're doing, and they're going to figure it out as we go along, which we know makes for great entertainment in every way except for the football. Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out was relegation teams are still fighting the good fight that they want to scrap relegation. So if you remember, uh, Karen Brady, chairman of West Ham, is really leading the charge on that one, just saying, let's just forget about this whole relegation thing, even with the season coming back. And I don't even know how that's an argument, but it is one. With the season coming back, it's, it's, it is, it is, it's disgusting to even be arguing for that. You're clutching so at pathetic. that last straw. It's, it, it's like, what, is the, what is the logic there? I want. Uh, it's like I want my cake and eat it too. Get all the money from the the season, and then I think their argument would be year, but what, what, what games they can play at home, and they're gonna maybe they'll tie it in an argument mm. like, oh, so you're saying David Moyes still has to be our manager? Well, that's not fair. And it's like, Karen, that has nothing to do with <laughs> coronavirus. Sorry, <laughs> kind of locked yourself into that one. 
They're, I mean, they're I mean, they're just above it, but they're not in the relegation zone as it stands. So right you know, above it. Let, let's get it on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we know there are lots of questions that the folks at the top of the Premier League need to answer for us. But this is about the people. This is the People's Podcast. Pat, I wrote down some things that I think we need to answer for the people that's going to be top of mind for them. Uh, I can rattle them off. If you have any others, feel feel free to throw them in. Yeah, I got but I got a few. You got a few? All right, let's go, uh, let's go like dueling banjos back and forth. But my first mm. one is Steve what are they going to do? What are they going to do with stadium sounds? Uh, and from what I mm. gathered in the Bundesliga, they got like a like a Kygo esque DJ to like do a professional mix of the stadium where they even threw in like booze for the goalkeeper taking too long on goal kicks and just like hissing at bad passes. Um, I'm curious what the Premier League does because we all know that the average fan brings a certain je ne sais quoi to their language and fruitiness in the stadium. Wait, are they are they putting this into the actual stadium or is this just in the broadcast that they're putting these noises in? I have the same question, my friend, and I don't know the answer. God. I don't know if it's yeah, like that was, that locally was... sourced or or what. That was one of my questions, and mm-hmm. I really hope that we can just like hear the players. Um, it's I thought it was great in the first because Bundesliga didn't do this the whole time. The first few games they were it was just the players were mic'd up. And I watched like one of the first games. Like training match. Yeah, yeah, but they were speaking German, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I'd love to be able to like listen it just to sounded angry. players being com- Yeah, just yeah, I didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> but I really do I'd love to hear how players communicate, um, especially Mustafi. He's always yelling, it, mm-hmm. like in the game. I think it's. I just think that's fascinating, and it's something we would otherwise like never get the chance to experience. So I would love if they just let us get that organic, you know, uh, kind of feedback. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like for broadcast rights they don't want us here, and you know, I don't even know who's a good example, but you know, Harry Maguire's probably not PC on the mic. Yeah, most likely. Jordan Pickford is a good example. They can't be having Jordan Pickford. Yeah, we can't have Everton just streaming out to the to the masses. It's a massive fine for NBC. It can't be. It can't happen. Yeah, that's going to be an exercise in of itself on censoring. You know, maybe they'll do like a tape delay or just ask the players to censor themselves. And when Jamie when Jamie Vardy's had a couple no of Red chance. Bulls, yeah, all bets are off. Um, did you have any yeah, others? Ever, Everton Leicester would be a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got... Um, Pickford on Vardy. So, one was, uh, what would the change... Would there be any change uh, to VAR and how it's administrated without fans in attendance? Mm. Mm. That was on my list, too. Like, Do you want you to know, elaborate? Well, the, there's two elements of it. Will there be any, like, um, change in, like, the time? Will the time go down because you don't have, like, this... Like the excitement is going to be curtailed without the fans, you know. It's like, I think oh, it's not going to be fun if we can't fuck with the fans. Let's just give them the right decision in a couple seconds. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> but also, like, is there, um, is there an influence? Like, does the influence of the environment actually make a difference? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you'd say, you know, Liverpool got that call at home, United got that call at home, big clubs get the call at home, the little clubs get bullied when right. they're wet, you know, that kind of That's thing. That's interesting. Does those things kind of separate a little bit knowing that all of Anfield might not be screaming down your, your neck, you know? But it's, I mean, not, like, but it's not like they're at the stadium. Too, right? They're at Stockley Park. 
which is like but like they still they I mean they're 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 kindred spirits these officials they are they they, they operate as a unit they're, they're ESP you know? so is they, they don't want to put their colleagues in a bad yeah they don't want to put their colleagues in a bad uh situation uh unless it was that mm. you know whatever dumbass called that foul count chambers that guy didn't give a shit but the rest of them really do I care think, and so I'm, I'm i'm curious that's what i'm point. curious about for var what, what was your point on var my point on VAR was if they're not running it, if you know, if they're social distancing from Stockley Park, which we dubbed the man cave where they were solving Rubik's Cubes and drinking beer instead of watching the game, I'm wondering if they're actually going to do it from these referees' actual man caves now. Like, I'd, I'd love to get a look into, like, oh, that would be Mike, cool. Dean's, Mike Dean's, like, basement, you know, where he's just got he's old posters. a signed posters Harry Kane's poster on the wall. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're reading my mind here. <laughs> if Yeah, if we just had, like, you know how Roger Goodell's doing, like, a come watch Monday Night Football in the man cave with me? Like, Mike right. Dean's, like, watch me eat dinner with the missus and then go look at this game on a 40-inch TV. I got a feeling Kevin Friend is the type of guy that's got, like, six aquariums in his house. <laughs> These are my lizards. It may be just like a fanny pack. He's always got fish food on him just because he never knows where he might end up. They've all got names like that's and just players he's given red cards to. Yeah, maybe he, and he's still wearing his full official kit. Tucked in, the high socks, everything. Oh, I could see that. He's just he's just a, a kit wearer day in, day out. We should write we should write referee fan fiction. I mean, don't get it. Let's let's hold on the teaser for the website blog, but Yeah. I think I think we're on. We need an artiste here. for that. We need an artiste. <laughs> And I'm going to pull this up from the absurdity to a good point you made that I think Prem de la Prem and you and I should keep track of, which is genuinely how will VAR be officiated these last couple months in contrast to how it's been done, the, you know, the first however many months of the season. I think that is an interesting and Will somebody trend. use the damn screen? Yeah, right? Like, go Maybe to the, the screen. screen comes no one's going to be yelling bit. at you. Yeah, right. watch it twice. All right, well, I got one. That, yeah, I think that's an interesting one. Go for it. Will Mourinho be pulling more or less antics in an empty stadium? Oh, I think more. I think he knows the, the cameras on him more. Like he's, uh, what else I think there gonna, was... Where's the cutaway shot being, going? The cutaways? Yeah. It's like, who else? You're not going to cut to the fans, so you got to make up that time with Mourinho. Klopp will be interesting. Who's he going to hype up? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, well, he's gonna be running like the wave. He's gonna be like running the wave of high fives through his uh, his team bench, like a cheerleader. I wish they put like one person in each section of the stadium. Maybe mm-hmm. just have like a hundred fans there. Ooh, I Tickets think cost, uh, like, ten grand. As a, I've got a, I've got a stock tip for you. Invest big on camera kiss goal celebrations. Invest big on that. It's going to be how they connect. Who's, the who's who's offering that? Um, I haven't checked the Nasdaq, but I imagine it's up there. Mm. All right. Well, uh, we'll check in when the when the floor is open tomorrow morning. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Day trading. Uh. Okay. Here's another one, kind of similar to the man cave VAR. Arlo, Lee, Dixon, and Graham always packed into the booth like sardines. How are they going to do their broadcast? Is it going to be delayed? Are they going to be wearing masks? I don't think Lee Dixon, I don't think it's in his uh, his human function to wear a mask. 
He just, he just feels like a mask-off guy. Yeah, Lee Dixon doesn't seem like he's going to wear a mask. Um, he thinks he thinks it's Dowdy's, censorship. Dowdy's clapping for the NHS. Dowdy's yeah. doing that. Um, he's an all-business guy. He's, he's, he's the type of guy to be saying, what, they're, 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 you know, they work for the NHS, of course. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They're doing you their know, jobs. They, there's the line in FIFA where Martin Tyler just exclaims about a save. And he goes, yeah, he did his job. He saved it. And it's just like, okay, thanks for the yeah. insight, Lee. Just, Wonderful save. A, Seven little, out of ten from me. <laughs> even even in the FIFA recording, he's got to be a little shit. He can't even enjoy that. Yeah. Those I wonder if that questions. was the, the broadcast yeah. will be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think they'll do some level of remote, some level of in-studio. That's what other networks have done. Um I don't know how they've done broadcasts. I mean, it seems unnecessary to have. Um, Roy Hodson is going to be unbothered by this. He already records. He already re- does broadcasts remotely. He sits in a in a in a booth in his home and just screams, watching Wait, Lionel Messi. Uh, come again. <laughs> That's how Roy Hodson does his does his stuff. He doesn't go to every game live. What are you talking about? The manager of Crystal Palace, Roy Hudson. That guy. No, the other guy. <laughs> okay, Roy Hudson. The commentator. The yeah, yeah, Roy yeah. Roy Hudson. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. There was what a did little, I say? You said Roy Hodgson, the manager of Crystal Palace. And I was like, you're telling me he doesn't oh. go to the games? Why has no one blown the lid well, off of this? <laughs> he is old. <laughs> he is old. He is old. Um, did you have any others? That's also like, I mean, it's it's kind of a sobering thought, but like, are there, there there's surely going to be coaches and people that are required for the match day squad that are in the uh, or the match day operations that are in the high risk population. You know, there's no yeah. way that everybody working in this is not like, yeah, it's all well and good when all the players come back zero, every, like, you know, no one tested positive, all that, sure. but yeah, shit. It's, it's, it's a little different when, I mean, that's kind of what we were saying about, you know, at the beginning of the episode, you know, there's initial, there's an initial wave of like, fuck yeah, the Premier League's coming back. And then you think about it like longer and longer and you think about all the things that are are a a little suspect and not super kosher. And then, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the excitement kind of goes away, but we're living in strange times. The Uh, last thing I, I was just curious about, I don't think they've decided it yet, is just kind of how... You touched on it, like the transfer window and expiring contracts, all that stuff's going to work because usually it's, um, I believe it's it's either the end of June the contracts expire, so I think it's the end of June right. the contracts expire. Right. That's a good shout. Makes sense to be like a fiscal year. Um, like David Luiz is out of a contract at the end of June as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like what happens to people that would be leaving on a free. Are they out you, of contract? Do they get extended? Do they have to sign really to another point. year contract? Do you just open the window and have like, like imagine they open the window with like five match matches left? It would yeah. be insane. I wonder if uh, players and agents can just bend teams over the barrel with like a five game match extension. If that's the case, be like, oh, you want to extend me into end of July? Here's my price. Right. Right. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I, I just cuz I don't think they've made a decision on cuz it's cuz it's the crazy thing with the it's like the world transfer market and like every league's doing the end of this season versus the beginning of next season is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. And so you're not going to have the window in a traditional sense. So they might just say fuck it, the window's open for everybody. 
in you know each each country will decide probably like if you can transfer in can transfer out remember that used to be a thing but yeah they just settled on like a basically a universal window last year so I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them keep that in some capacity woof that's a good call i'm sure that's going to be part of this uh upcoming meeting yeah. where they kind of I like- bet they shut down incoming transfers until august but you can like send people out right i bet you they would do that right yeah, maybe so. Just to protect like the integrity of like the, the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you never know. I'm just curious. I'm a curious guy, James. Yeah, I'm curious like a, like a cat, like a kitten. Curious George. <laughs> That's true. Monkeys too. Yeah, top five most curious animals. Catch us next episode. Man, uh, the yellow hat. Let's do. Uh, let's tease some things. So we're back, you know. Mm. Pat and I, Pat and I, had a lot of time to reflect: the good, the bad, the ugly, the really bad, and uh, we've we've sorted out some things we want to do um, for this strange time where we're going to have the rest of this season. We're going to have the summer period where we usually do some interviews. You guys know the roundtable series, and then obviously the next season will be here mm. before you know it, uh, unless more things go to shit. So here's <laughs> here's what we got on the horizon. First and foremost. Fantasy Prem is back on in a big way. And that's good news for Zin and Tonic, Matt Morton, who's in the lead. And uh, I just I just uh, spoke with my East Coast correspondent slash father, Nigel Burton. And this is, a, this is a double whammy for him because not only does he have to see Liverpool lift the title, he has to explain how he blew a 3-1 lead at the top of the Fantasy Premier League table. Oh, he's at the he, – he would have taken the dub if it ended today. No, he would not have taken the dub, but I think, you know, you can kind of spare rationale if, if it all gets thrown out. You know, it's like null and void. You don't have to explain. Oh, basically, okay, so he's just going to have to come to terms with, you know, all the results of the season. There will come a day where there's a press conference and he has to answer for his managerial choices. Does that make sense? Mm. It does. I should, um, have we been accruing um, free transfers in the lockdown? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say no, but I like the way you think. That'd be lit because my team you just get a fresh booty. start. <laughs> you just picked the <laughs> Arsenal eleven and assumed it would win the league. Well, yeah, Andy, Andy was crushing me with Nacho Monreal. The guy plays for, yeah, I think Espanol. I know this is well documented, but Andy stayed at the top of the table for a long time, considering he never changed his lineup, and there were always at least two or three players unavailable each game. Yeah, he, well, he had he had that deserves um, a thirty for thirty. He had Vardy and Madison when Leicester was just tearing it up early in the season, and he probably right. threw in like Soyan Chu or somebody else to just right. get all the clean sheets. Right, he tore it up with Leicester. Yeah, well, we're back in a big way, and not just with the Premier yes. League in real life. We've got fantasy. On the horizon, too. We're going to see how that closes out. We have some promises to make good on, uh, depending on who wins. So we'll be in touch, my friends. Keep a lookout for that. Uh, what else we got going on? Ooh. FIFA Career Twitch SummerSlam of 2020. Patrick, I know mm-hmm. you've been cooking up this one for a little while. And this is kind of born out of your obsession with uh, FIFA Sims in the dry months. I'm wondering if you want to give mm. a little download on this one. Yeah, so we're still we're still noodling with it, but I'll tease everything. Uh, we we started FIFA Pro Clubs uh, with some some of the prem heads, um, 
we took a little little hiatus over the last week or so, but um, we're we're in Division Seven, and if you know anything about that, that's um, you know that's seven out of ten, uh, and not in the good way. So we got a long way to go to the top, but we're going to start uh, streaming some of that on Twitch. Never relegated. Only one season without a title. Mm. Uh, probably no one has interest in the Ultimate Team. Um, I've tried to get James into it; he doesn't listen. Uh, but given how I am, pretty much exactly like Arsenal in real life in my FIFA um, careers, uh, we found we thought it would be uh, pretty entertaining to bring, basically, watch my heart get broken, but at my own hands, right? Like Virtually. it's not even just Arsenal breaking my heart; it's right. my control of Arsenal also breaking my heart, right? Um, it's a double fracture. And yeah, we'll just um, see if that's something you guys are interested in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe th- we'll even... If, if if they had something where we could actually do... Like Madden has it where you could play as United and I could play as Arsenal in the same career mode. For whatever well, that would reason, just be FIFA fantastic. doesn't have that. Um, and that would really be the dream. Uh, and then we could have Andy come as play as Lester. It could be a, it would be a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we alas that that does not exist. But we've got we've I mean to that point we've got some Twitch streaming in the works. Uh, we're just trying to bring you guys some content yes. outside of the pod itself, and that's going to be one to look out for this summer. Um, we're going to bring back the Ask Me Anything, and by bring back I mean really just sort of do it for the first time. Uh, back we're going to look for the out, very first time. Yeah, it, it feels like the first time all over again, Patrick. Uh, we're going to bring it back for you guys. We want your thoughts. We want your questions. We want things that we can cover on a week-in, week-out basis on the pod. So engage with, engage with us on social, and we'll make sure to answer all those burning questions. Uh, don't know much about history. This is a fun segment we started right before we went on quarantine break, where Patrick would Real go and look. for this one. Patrick would go and look into teams just to give himself a little bit of a – a little bit of a learning curve and help him get up to speed with the less familiar top six teams or whatnot. And what I quickly realized was that with Wikipedia at everyone's fingertips, it just became Patrick reading off of a site to me and the fans, which I took as a personal slap in the face. So to mitigate that, we have a summer book club coming up where Patrick and I are going to read this book, Zonal Marking, The Making of Modern European Football by Michael Cox. And what we're going to do, and we invite all you fans to buy this book. It's $10 on Amazon. We're going to read one chapter going into each episode and do a little book review of what we thought in that chapter. And we encourage you guys to listen in and do the same. And if it's something you guys really like, engage with us and, you know, we'll have a nice healthy debate. Yeah. And if you don't like reading and you just like the audio version, uh, we will do obviously the recaps. So, you know. It's kind of like I thought the, you were about to tease. Notes, I thought you were book. about to go rogue and tease an audiobook version where we read it. <laughs> well, James, you know, if I don't read the chapter, um, my contribution to the recap <laughs> will just be me reading the chapter on air. <laughs> and then, so we'll have virtue, to see how good at reading I am. I bought by, the book. By virtue of that, you would then listen to your own audiobook recording instead of reading. I think that would help. Right, so I would have to read it and then listen to the audio back. One time to read it, it, one time to digest it. It might be the most sensible way to to read a book, is to record yourself reading it and then listen to yourself. (laughs) Right, I don't know why that hasn't picked up. Maybe try to read along with yourself listening to it. We're going... Um, we're going through some great ideas here, but maybe we should should stick um, 
That's a big Stick one. Back on track. That's a big one. Prem heads. The book's called Zonal Marking by Michael Cox. Pick it up, and we're gonna kick off some learning. Uh, whenever the book comes in, so keep tabs on that one. This next one, inspired by a little bit of quarantine watching, Love Island UK is taken off. And if you know Patrick and myself, we like to raise it up. So Patrick, you want to talk a little about a little bit? Leave it. Well, I can't do a British accent as has been documented, well documented. several times on this show. Um, I can say got text. I can say that, um, <laughs> but the rest of it, no. Little bit leave it. <laughs> got text. Got text. Uh, no, little bit leave it. How many Captain times Chris, does that just three. echo throughout the Pat and Katie household? Oh, all the time, all the time. If I get a text and I'm in a, in I just say it, you know. If if it comes to me in that time, uh, often doesn't, but you know, you get the point. Uh, but little bit leave it. Uh, it's going to be an evolution on uh, something we did. I don't, did we just call it like the Taco Bell hot sauce take challenge? Anyway, uh, we did. We make takes at the beginning of the year, and then we forget about them, and then we go back and listen to our preseason take, and then at the end of the season, we tell you how well we did. Um, and that was well and good, but it, it was time for an evolution. A uh, little bit leave it is a segment we're going to do. We're going to start it on our next episode, uh, where basically we just kind of throw out some takes – uh, that we think need a little bit of time uh, to prove themselves out one way or the mm-hmm. other. Um, Mason Mount is trash would be a good example. Uh, and then we just see how trash he was, and mm-hmm. then we say, yes, Patrick, you were right. And we move along with that take. Uh, and we monitor it over time, and takes can always come in and out. Uh, but we'll just kind of keep it up to date a little little bit. Every I, I month think it's going to so, take James, a little bit of... What we, uh, yeah. I think... Thank you for that eloquent explanation i think it's going to take a little bit of uh genuineness and just uh being able to look at yourself in a mirror each week when we get on and say hey that was a bad take because uh as much as we can pressure one another to take it off the list hence the little bit leave it i think it's ultimately going to fall on us to acknowledge when we've made a bad take and i don't think to date we've ever said we've made a bad take no, no. I mean, it's, the thing is, James, um, can I call you James? They're on the Jim. record. They Jim are Jim. in the history books of Apple Podcasts and Spotify and some weird URL that is not yet published. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't need to redact it because it's out there. Yeah. People can make their own fair? opinions. Oh, I think that's completely fair. Not to mention, takes don't have an expiry date unless they, unless yeah. they do. Unless you set an I said, date on your take, which is a rookie move. You got to make everything nebulous. I said Lukaku would win the golden boot. I never said what league. I never, never said, said what year. I is, said, he, is he in contention for Serie A? Hmm? Oh, you were supposed to do that research, I think. Go ahead. Carry on. I said Ruben Neves would score from the halfway line in the Premier League this season. Now, where I messed up was in the Premier League this season. Where I didn't mess up was... Which line and from what half? Is it the goal line and halfway between Ruben Neves' shoe and the line? That's halfway. From, that's halfway. You're no. That's that's an absolute <laughs> joke. That is a travesty. I'm not allowing that. I'm not allowing that. You want to revisit your other take that David Luiz was the signing <laughs> of the summer? So this is in little bit. Leave it in. That the was to make you. This feel is where better. I would. 
That was to make you feel better because you had a terrible window, and I got all excited about the sideshow Bob clown hour going on between Ganduzi. What? We signed Martinelli last window. Who's who's Martin? Who? Martinique, the country. He's the he's the Brazilian Pele. Never heard of him. All right, next up, we've got. I think that was all the teasers. Now we've got some actual content for you guys. Mm. Let's start it off. Wow, I mean, we are a UK-influenced podcast, if not evident in the title, but in the culture, Patrick. So this segment mm. is a little one you introduced me to called You Done Now. And it's going to be a feat yes. of editing. Yes. So You Done Now um, is this segment I came up with entirely on my own, um, with no help of James. And what I did was I heard Big Shaq's You Done Now and thought that would be a funny little soundbite. And I built a segment around it. Uh, just like with a little bit, leave it. The name of it comes you first. You want to talk about the, the Patrick Crowley later. system where you come up with a catchy line and then ascribe meaning to it after the fact? That's how you, you basically yeah. come up with ideas. With um, What did I come up with? Like a, a, There was one on the Liverpool roundtable that I came up with that um, didn't even make sense. It just rhymed, and then it, that's all I needed, and then I kind of put it around there. Yeah, it's it, it's about a catchy title, and that brings somebody in, and you can have an explanation that's C-plus, but if you have an A-plus title, it's that's marketing, baby. If you, you got, got a C-plus special. product, Boom. yeah, if you got a, a if you got a, an A-plus product, but a C-plus title, no one's paying attention to it. So you start with the title, and you work to the substance. Mm-hmm. I trust that in years, I'll get good enough, so stick with me. We're going to get there. But you done now is an evolution on Mr. Brightside, would you say, James? I think that's fair to say. I don't want to say we're binning Mr. Brightside, but it's an I evolution never. of it. I, I never would say that. We're still um, we're still live here? Yeah, okay. Um, so <laughs> you done now is where James and I will have three. James, you, pre- you prepared three? Uh, I have one, two, three. Yes. Perfect. So James and I are going to prepare three takes for the well, other have, one of us have to defend. We have. Uh, but each time we're going to do it. Each one's going to be a theme. This one is the theme, uh, team of the season. So we're each going to give the other person three people to mm-hmm. defend being in the team of the season. Ooh, and okay. they will range in difficulty. Uh, but the catch of you done now is... That you only have 10 seconds to answer, 10 seconds to defend your point, and then Big Shaq will say, You're done, no. Yes. There we go. Love it. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I was able to edit that in there successfully. If not, it would have just been dead air. But at this point in time, <laughs> I can say I'm confident that you nailed that one after the fact. So let's why don't just, I kick it off? Let's just say, let's just say if I don't <laughs> nail that one, the rest of the segment's gonna be horrible. It's gonna yeah, be that was the te- that, that was out. the layup. <laughs> that was the layup. All right, so who's going to police? So yeah, who's going to police this? Let's self police it because Big Shaq's going to say that you're done now. Honor code ten seconds, uh, but I will cut you off in post. Okay, yeah, I understand. I understand. Okay, so so I'm gonna give you have you, like an easy one to defend, a medium one, and then a hard one to defend. I'll give you an easy one to defend. Okay, again, the theme is Premier League 1920 team of the season takes. Here we go. And I will work my way up easy to Picante, but I will I will say that in weeks in subsequent weeks I might do them out of order just to keep you on can, your Can you stop saying Picante because I hear Conte and then I've got to think 
about N'Golo Conte, and it's throwing me. You don't think that's on purpose, you buffoon? <laughs> Just steer the ship in this direction, and I'm I'm so nervous. Okay. It's been a while since we put each other on the spot. I'm nervous. Number one, half the team, five, let's say, will be Liverpool players. Van Dyke is a lock. Uh, Mane is a lock. Henderson's a lock. Allison's a lock. Alexander Arnold's a lock. How do you want to use the last three seconds? I, I, I'll, I'll cut that in post and just be like, because it'll make my thing look more impressive. Yeah, well, it'll just be like a pause. Easy one for like, a reason. Ooh. Easy one for a reason. Ooh, maybe if you finish before ten seconds, I'll, I'll put in quick maths. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're explaining what we're going to do on post live. That's that's great podcast. The thing is, I don't know if this is going to be like because I'm happy to cut this content, but I don't know if it's going to be good content. What's going to stay? I'll what's not going to stay? I am on the edge in of my post. seat, guys. I'm editing the show for the first time. <laughs> All right, now you okay? Hit me. All right, for my first one, I'm going with James Madison. He has brought an element of flair and creativity that has been seriously lacking in the number 10 position in Leicester. Corners, free kicks, shots outside the box. Pretty good. I'll buy it. All right. Here's my medium. Bruno Fernandez will make the team of the season. Will make the team of the season of fucking course. They haven't lost in the Premier League since he came in. He has transformed that team. If you put him next to Pogba, you're going to see this thing rock. Oh, that hurt. That hurt so bad. Wow, that was, that was wrong. So, ooh, that was so complimentary. Yeah, I mean, you really you nailed Bruno Fernandez. I think Parker I did well, show. though. Oh, uh, I think I did well. Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, you said exactly what was on my heart and my mind. Fun one for you, uh, Goldbridge, who's like the troops of United, as you know, just with way more rational opinions. Said, uh, I was going to say, that's Man a, United, that's an Man United, to Twitter. Goldbridge. Man United, <laughs> Man United Twitter put out uh, a picture of Fernandez next to Pogba in training and said, one word that you think of when you see these two next to each other. And Goldberg just goes, lube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was a good one. I also like how you're doing, um, like, you're giving, like, full explanations. I just wrote down three names. So now I'm going to have to come up with a little bit more flair for my second one. Okay. I'm sure. Um, I trust you can do that on the spot. Okay. Bobby Firmino deserves to be in the team of the season for the way he ties the Liverpool team together. Yeah, I think it goes without saying. I think you see what Liverpool looks like when Origi's in versus when Firmino's in. He is not a number nine. He's a number nine and a number. You're done, no. Wow. I don't. I don't. I can't make sense of what you just said. I don't. I, am I, I blacked out. Up. I blacked out for a second. I don't I'm know. What jacked you're up. That, that was, was quick. Beautiful. That was quick math. I don't think. <laughs> I'm not sure it made sense. It might be quick math. We'll have to see in <laughs> post. Quick math. It, it literally was. Love it. Okay. Uh, are you ready for my picante? Are you ready for my picante? Yes. Uh, which, by the way, my goal down the line is to have this part of the segment sponsored by Chili's. <laughs> I'm here for that. Okay. Sizzler is a backup? Sizzler, yeah, Sizzler is a backup, and then absolute um, fallback is... Uh, Golden Corral? Yeah, I'll pivot to Golden mm. Corral. Yeah. Okay. Arby's would actually be a pretty good Here you game. go. 
a Brighton player will make the team. Oh, man. Uh, loose dunk. <laughs> Where's armband? Yeah, you really believe that one. I back that one. I back myself. <laughs> you back yourself. <laughs> it's going to be a team full of captains, and you're saying Lewis Dunk needs to be in there. I was actually thinking the other day about how I would go about a transfer window, and I think I would just buy up everybody else's captains. I'd pay a premium for captains. A team. I would just leaders. go to every team. Yeah, I would go to a team that was like, you know, the team was better than they should have been, and I would just take the captain. And then I would just have on my team a team of winners and a team of people that do the right thing. Yeah. They'd also be probably lacking in skill. Yeah. Most when has, when has any company below. with two CEOs not done well? When has any well, country I'm talking about with 11 CEOs, James. Ooh, a hodgepodge of decision-making. All right. For my final one, the left back in the team of the season should be Bakayo Saka. Well, let me just say, I fully believe this take, and it is my choice to say it, but with speed, agility, and when you're competition. I think you're getting you done now pretty hard on that one. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, well, my whole point there was to just make it very clear how I felt about that take. And I, yeah, well, I, I would like to participate just in the game. Actively just didn't participate. Yeah, I'd love that one back. But, you know, there's always next week. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. All right. I love that. That's a great segment. Good job, Patrick. Let's move on to another yeah, one. That was fun. Also drawn from our love for Ricky Gervais. This segment's called Idiots Abroad. And uh, in the time where we mm. haven't had the Premier League, uh, Patrick and I have been studying up on what's been going around Europe and keeping tabs on what they're going to do with their seasons, uh, if they're going to come back, what they've decided as far as awarding titles. And we are going to give you a quick rundown of what's going on. So, idiot number one. Who is abroad? Patrick, tell us about the Bundesliga. So the Bundesliga was the first major league to come back. Um, they've been playing behind closed doors, blasting sounds in. But looks like Bayern's going to run away with it again. Lewandowski is a beast. He scored 40-plus goals for Bayern in five straight years, which is insane. You think about it. That is insane. Uh, obviously, that's all competitions. But... Like, the record for goals in a Premier League season is 32. Where's that next to Ronaldo and, so like, and Messi? I don't expect I'm not you to sure. know that, but I'm curious. No. But I think in terms of just, like, goal scoring over, like, the past, like, decade. Yeah. Like, it's 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 Ronaldo, Messi, and then Lewandowski. Cavani's yeah. probably up there. But I think Lewandowski's, like, third in maybe not the decade. But he's been doing this for so long. He's doing it at Dortmund. Like he was the Dortmund striker, like, how long ago? Yeah. Like, it was, uh, like, the 2014 Champions League final, maybe, something like that? Well, when they went to anyway, the Champions he's, League he's final. Beast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then my note about the Bundesliga, which I think is interesting, David Ornstein reported this, that the Bundesliga injury rate so far has been up about 250% from before the shutdown. Ooh. So player fitness, fixture congestion – um, depth is going to matter in this Premier League re reopening, um, and you know if your team doesn't have a lot of depth or the wrong players get hurt, you know I think wrong that that's something dad. that a lot of fans are 
Yeah, we're all kid dad. That's that's something to watch out for. We're going to see a lot, lot more people uh, missing games, more squad rotation. Yeah, all within like the in all to finish a season. It's going to be such a shit show, and I'm here for it. Uh, my team to watch mm-hmm. in the Bundesliga is RB Leipzig. Mm-hmm. They have on that team. They're currently in fifth place. Mm-hmm. And they have on that team Timo Werner and Dio Akumanomo. And I'm sure that's the name. If they don't make the in a if they don't make the Champions League, those two guys will be going um, to bigger clubs to Champions League, likely to Champions League clubs. Mm-hmm. Got to keep hope alive for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're two of the hottest transfer targets international transfer targets, and they're both playing on the same club that might not make the Champions League, which is, I think, notable. Notable And that's indeed. the Bundesliga report. And that's the T. Proust. Send it back to the studio. Yeah, back to, back to you, James. Thank you for that. Yeah, great. Um, I, have, I have a couple tidbits for other leagues. Um, I'll send it back to you for the Italian league, since you seem to have a little fetish for that league, and you know, rate it a little higher than it should be. But what I think is funny to note about Ligue 1 in France is that they bungled it like the French did in every war, and they called the season um, against the grain. I think they saw Belgium do it, and they were like, that's a good idea. And they canceled the season, awarded PSG the title, and now there's serious pressure, mostly from teams who got cucked, uh, for lack of a better word, in the table rankings. But there's pressure to reopen the season and they already awarded PSG the title, not to say they wouldn't go on and win it anyway, but I just feel like that would be the most French thing for them to call it back and start the season back up again. That would be insane. I mean, I don't even think it really matters, though. Like, they're, they're so, PSG is so far ahead. I guess it matters for other places. Other, yeah. Yeah, yeah may, that makes sense. Yeah, the thing this, that I found comical about the French League is they, um, Mbappe and Ben Yedder were even on goals, and they gave Mbappe the golden boot just for some, like, they made up a metric to be like, for here's notoriety. the tiebreaker, instead of just giving out two. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, maybe they did it on best goal. That would have been cool. I would have respected that. I think they did it based on, like, uh, it was either, like, goals from open play or, like, <laughs> minutes per goals. Like, they made up an algorithm that probably just made it so Mbappe would win. They probably just fiddled with the percentages, and they were like, mm-hmm. hey, this is our mm-hmm. fair way of doing it. Yeah, people should look into that. Uh, Scotland and the Scottish League did the same thing. They awarded Celtic the title and closed out the league. I think that's just like, you could do that in August, at the beginning of a new season, and people would be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Makes Haven't sense. they won like 10 straight? I think they're going on 10 straight. Yeah, Rangers, ever since they got dumped for, uh, I forget what they did exactly, but yeah. They got dumped to like the lower leagues and had to work their way back up. And they're finally challenging again, but it's been Celtic all the way for like this entire decade. Uh, I just Googled Celtic and it said Celtic captain Scott Brown and ex-hoop star Kieran Tierney set up chauffeur business. All right. That sounds like a sitcom. Well done, lads. Yeah. Uh, Scott Brown is a character. Yeah. Oh, Scott Brown has hair. And someone was like, he just shaved. Yeah. Someone was like, oh, so he just did the skinhead thing, like, for the culture of being, like, that kind of captain. Yikes. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a Celtic captain. If that's a Celtic captain. Good um, lord. La Liga's coming back. Greenlit to return early June. Probably will get a ball kicked for the first game on the 12th of June, so a little bit before the Prem. That'll be great because I think that's still a competitive race between Madrid and Barca. Go figure. 
so that'll be a fun one. And then Patrick, do you want to close it out? Um, Syria is returning. I'm not sure when. Honestly, they just announced it. Um, when everyone's back from lunch. Did not know I was doing Syria in this little breakdown. Um, but their table is 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 pretty stacked. They got a lot of teams. Out Atlanta was one of the teams you clowned on before. Then before they <laughs> trumped their way through. Still technically, uh, but yeah, I think there. they yeah. Lazio is only a point off Juventus, and then you know Inter, Atalanta, and Roma are all further down, probably out of the title race. But Atalanta and Inter could mm. secure up another Champions League run pretty well. Mm. We'll see. Obviously, that means uh, AC Milan, Napoli, some some teams you might have uh, suspected to be at the top out of it. Um, Marco Balotelli, the captain of 20th place Brescia, uh, how he got the armband beyond me. Uh, has not also showed up for training um, since they yeah, started it up. And the, I don't think he's out of any sort of the particular protest. I think he's just not coming. <laughs> I would not put that past him. I did see the chief exec of that club say uh, signing Balotelli was a mistake. Like, while he's the player of the team. So, I think there's clearly who's the, who's the captain? dirty laundry being aired out over there. Oh, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Not good. All right. Well, that was Idiots Abroad. Yeah, that, that's around the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to keep that segment going while when our beloved Prem is back, but we hope you guys got a little knowledge out of that one. And then two segments that you guys know and love that we had to bring back. Freak of the Week, first and foremost. I'm calling this one Freak of the Peak because it's like when the peak of quarantine hit, who was doing some freakish stuff? And Patrick, I don't know if you want to kick this one off. Yeah, well, mine's not a fun one. Um, no. Got to give mine to Callum Hudson Adoy. Um, no, definitely got not. A uh, a rape allegation. Chelsea player about two it? weeks ago. Chelsea player, hmm. uh, promising young Chelsea player. Hmm. Or at least I've been led to believe he's promising. And yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, you you, you hope he didn't do it, and you hope that that you know it's just. You know, I guess you don't hope that it's somebody like. Spreading wrong maybe. allegations. I, I mean, you just, you just you just hope it's not 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 a bad situation, but it, it rarely ever is in one way or another with something like this. So, you know, I hope that the kid didn't do it and he can come back and have a successful career. But otherwise, it's just a just pissing away his career for for you know just just on this. And you know, yeah. I I, I believe that he would deserve everything that he got legally if if it was the case. So. Yeah. Hopefully he didn't do it, but well, that is um, that was the biggest story for me out of the you out of the peak. You tr- you tread a or you trod a fine line of what to say there, and I think you, you came out of it okay. It's a nuanced discussion. Yeah, I um, yeah. had to had to actually take on this discussion on another podcast of mine. Oh, interesting. I uh, didn't think I was doing that there, uh, so I felt more more quick to take on this discussion than maybe I was in previous years. Yeah, you've kind of already had the. Uh... The warm up. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, what here's, about you? Here's you mine. Bring to make this a little lighter. I I, I want to say it's lighter. I'm not sure. <laughs> so let's just say I'm not doing the Carl Pilkington Kevin Friend Instagram post to Callum Hudson Adoy um, on the rape allegation. No, not doing that one. No, no, no. So mine's going to Kyle Walker, and that's because he he organized a, an in-house sex party. So I'll give him some credit that he didn't break sheltering in place guidelines, but he. Uh, he organized two two um, two ladies of the night to to come over to his house and engage in a, for lack of a better word, what they're using in the media, a sex party, 
and um, it's a bit unsavory, really. You don't, you know, when you're a player and you're in quarantine, I feel like that's one thing that you can semi easily avoid doing, and you know, making it mainstream news. But alas, he got caught with his pants down. I I hate to use that expression, but you know, I think it calls for it. And uh, one thing I would note here is that this happened in early April. So we're not even talking deep into quarantine like May when you start going a little crazy. He was like, he was raring to go. So Kyle Walker, you're getting the, uh, you're getting the freak of the peak from old Prem to the Prem. Great job, buddy. What do you think he's, what do you think he's doing now? Now that it's like, like post sex party. Uh, He's got, I bet he's still doing sex parties. Yeah. Maybe he's doing like a, a little more locally. Maybe he a more found discreet. a girlfriend. I would hope he's not. Mm, doing maybe anything. he met someone at the sex party. Yeah, maybe it's one of those like. Um, so it's crazy. How movie? did you meet? What's the movie I'm thinking of. You know where you hitch? meet? You meet? You, no, not hitch. Like you meet a hooker and you develop a relationship. That sounds like a movie. The Hangover. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's he had a kid, or he thought he had a kid, and then. His friend accidentally stole her grandmother's Holocaust ring. Mm. That sounds. I would more... bet that that friend is Ederson. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I would not be surprised if Ederson was there. One thing I'll note. One more thing that you know the English media, interestingly, did here said uh, Walker paid two thousand two hundred dollars for Louise McNamara and a twenty-four-year-old Brazilian woman. Like, why can't they name the Brazilian woman? Why she just got to be a Brazilian woman when the other person got named? I don't get the. I don't get the decision making here in journalism. Yeah, that's just that's a poor, poor attention to detail uh, by the editor. Mm-hmm. It was the Guardian. Was it the Sun? You said it was the Guardian. The Guardian. Wow, yeah, which is actually reports news. Uh, anyway, that's my freak of the peak. We will leave it at that, Kyle. If you want to get in touch and tell your side of the story, the phone lines are open. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait till he accepts that offer. Yeah. Right. Okay. Imagine that's our first big interview. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we get the f- exclusive with Kyle Walker after the sex party. The exclusive. God, that would be that would be insane. Um, yeah, Man City. Man City years. said they did appreciate his apology in weighing how to uh, discipline him. They're like, well, he said sorry. Anyway, men of culture, you guys know the segment. This is where we just bounce around to interesting tidbits and takeoids from quarantine season and patrick mine my general overarching men of culture segment is going to be called chonk boy watch because we just brought up the english media and a favorite pastime of ours is body shaming professional athletes and i got a couple that i'm going to call out for chonk boy watch 2020 the first one i think you alluded to it earlier in the cast is kevin kevin de bruyne went through an absolute transformation uh, Benjamin Button, so to speak, if that's going from skinny to fat. And uh, the top comment... It, it, if, it, if, if Benjamin Button had a disease where he only ate muffins. If, <laughs> if Benjamin Button meant he couldn't button up his shirt. Uh, so, yeah, top comment. <laughs> top comment on his unfortunate Instagram picture was like, just some guy going, man's look like James Corden. And he wasn't wrong. <laughs> My other one, who unfortunately I feel like would be a recurring member of this segment, player near and dear to my heart, my favorite left back uh, as of right now on my team, but uh, Luke Shaw. 
he you know he got caught mm. by he got caught out the by the media chonk boy. the original chonk boy he feels like the kind of guy who uh has the metabolism of like you have one day where you fall off the wagon and eat a few burgers at a cookout or a full a full pizza and then the next day you're like visibly fatter like you just have one slip up and everything goes to shit and i feel like that's luke shaw because he got right. you know photographed in a not too flattering way um so he makes second place on chonk boy watch and then last but not least Jaden sancho uh this is just kind of like a shove it to the media because he got slated for looking fat and lethargic in the munich dortmund derby and then today he came back and scored a hat trick and was like electric so i think the whole reason i do this is a is a turnabout way of saying be careful who you call chonk because they might just come back and have an axe to grind that's chonk mm. boy watch I think Pepe is also chonk. Mm. Send me that. Send me that offline. I'm for, I'm for research. It's an axe to grind. <laughs> just putting that out, putting that energy out there. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything? No, I did not have a meta-culture. I oh. put everything I got into um, some of the previous segments. All right. Well, that's fair. If that's the case, then folks, I think we're back. I think that's it for this week. We are going to be off next week, just stewing on a few things. We will be back the following week, the 16th, and that will be right in time to give our remainder of the season predictions, and then we'll fall into a regular weekly cadence right through to the end of the season. Patrick, any last words for these fine primheads? Just feels good to be back. God damn, it feels good to be back. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in two weeks. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.